Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Catching Up with Kobe and Dave. This is post-Wrestlemania. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and I am joined here with the other half of the hosting squad, the mayor of Kicking Out at Two, Dave Rosenbluth. Dave, what's going on, man? How are you doing? What's up, dude? What's up, man? Yeah, I mean, post-Mania, um, this is uh, our, our show. We uh, got a lot to discuss. Yeah, we, we wrapped up um, the last uh, Catching Up in March you know, with some predictions and uh, rundowns of our thoughts of everything. Now it's time for those results. Uh, overall, what, do you, what how were you with the, the last week of wrestling? I was excited because there was a live audience, you know. I, I uh, Let me just preface by saying, before I go over my thoughts on the finishes, and the matches, and things like that, um, especially concerning the two nights of WrestleMania, um, it was... I, I went into this weekend and that week itself just with the with the idea that regardless of the finishes, regardless of what they do creatively, there's going to be a live audience. And that to me was like the, 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 the winner right there was the live audience and the people that were that that attended those shows and and helped in making that show feel like a special show um, to me. I'll be honest with you, when it comes to WrestleMania, especially this year, I wasn't thrilled with the card going in. I was probably excited about two matches, and it just didn't feel like... It's weird. It didn't feel like a WrestleMania, but at the same time, like, it did, especially... And we'll elaborate it more, you know, as we talk about it, but it, it definitely... There were, like, two moments throughout the two nights of WrestleMania where it felt special to me. It felt like WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and that was about it. Everything else felt just like, a, it, but overall, it was a it was a fun couple of nights of wrestling because there were fans there, there were people to engage with. You know, that's that to me is what I took away from it more than anything else, more than the finishes. And there were some where I was scratching my head, but for the most part, like I, I was just excited that there were fans back and in, in attendance. And I know that. You know, Raw emanated from the Thunderdome last night, and they, you know, they had the Thunderdome setting, and they're they're working on touring again with a live audience. But last night just felt, or I should say, the la- the, the two nights of WrestleMania, it just felt fun. It was like a, fe- it, it was there were like a, you know just a couple of feel good evenings of wrestling yeah. because there were people there. That to me, that that's that's what I took away from it more than anything else. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. I mean, it, it felt special just having the fans back. Um, we had been through a year um, almost without them. Um, last year's WrestleMania was something entirely different. You know, no audience at all. No like. You know, you had that that piped-in sound, but this was an authentic reaction. And some people did get uh, some good reactions, and then some not so much, uh, depending on the match finish. But we will get into that as we're discussing it on this episode. Um, overall, I was thrilled to watch two days of WrestleMania. Um, it, it, you know, last year it felt different, um, more contained. Yeah. This was cool. It was like a, it almost felt like an all-day event, despite 
the uh, rain delay, which even made it more like sports centric. Um, yeah. I, it kind of helped in a way with the rain delay um, by, by postponing it a bit. Um, it was about 830 at my mark when uh, I yeah. was wondering what was going to happen. And then they started the show. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean. Let, let's let's get into it before we do actually let's 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 let everybody know where they can find you and retromania's archive and what's going on with kicking out at two this month well we've we've had a bunch of wrestlemania content that you know the last month and a half or so as we've gotten closer to wrestlemania um we did a, a wrestlemania 2 recap of the worst wrestlemania ever and according to dennis j levy my co-host uh so we have that in the archives we you know the final Nitro watch-along. We did a WrestleMania 17 training places. We did a watch-along of Macho Man Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 7. Uh, the Mount Rushmore of the worst WrestleMania main events of all time. So we got a lot of WrestleMania content up there for you guys to binge on. But coming up at the time of this recording, um, hopefully... Uh, wh- when are we dropping this, by the way? So as soon as possible. This uh, As soon yeah. as possible. Okay. So, so today is up- the, th- the 12th, correct? Yes. Yes. So by the time you guys listen to this, it will already be up in the archives. But, uh, you know, as WrestleMania goes, there's, you know, a a full season of storylines. And then a new season begins the night after WrestleMania. Well, the same goes for me on Kicking Out at Two is I'm going to be covering some some old school TNA wrestling. I purchased the Impact Plus app recently and I've been browsing through. So coming up, it should be in the archives already by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, TNA Wrestling Lockdown in Blind Date Diaries fashion. I never watched that show before until recently. Sat down and watched it. I'll give you my Blind Date Diary recap of TNA Lockdown 2010. That was headlined by Team Hogan and Team Flair in the Lethal Lockdown match. Uh, Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson. Uh, AJ Styles and the Pope for the TNA World title and other matches on that card. Uh, you could check out my Blind Date Diary recap right now in the archives at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network by searching Retromania with a W. That's right. Uh, thank you very much, Dave. Um, so, yeah, that all that stuff can be found, Retromania with a W, any podcasting platform. Write into us if you want to, retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. That'll help us. Give us a rating there on the Apple Podcast. Uh, give us a nice little message. Um, you know, all those stars and everything pushes us up. We got almost over 6,000 downloads now. Uh, thank you guys uh, for joining the fun. And uh, we got plenty more listeners jumping on the Retromania uh archives. I've, I've, I've noticed that. So thank you guys very much, all from around the world. Um, yeah, so Dave, let's get into this. Speaking of all around the world, uh, WrestleMania worldwide on Peacock. How was your experience on Peacock? Let's get into uh, uh, let's get into WrestleMania. I had no issues with the first night. Um, yeah, I just turned it on and it was on. So I, I had no issues with any kind of streaming. I didn't hear of any issues uh, uh, among other fans that were watching on Peacock. Um, although I will say. Um, as we get into, we'll talk about the second match. Uh, I have a feeling that um, the, the the folks over at Peacock um, played a part in some of the uh, the, the editing um, during during the second match. But a peak, overall, a peak, cock, uh, a peak. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely a peak. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, more than more than just a peak, if you will. But uh, <laughs> I mean, let, let's get into it. You know, the first. And I, and I alluded to it earlier. The first moment where I felt like it was WrestleMania to me was when Vince came out with the roster to thank the fans. Like that was that I don't 
I don't know what it is, but like, what, you know, in earlier years when people say like, oh, I had goosebump moments. Like, I just thought that was like so cliche, but maybe because I'm older now. I felt like a goosebump moment when Vince came out and they and the whole roster was out and they were thanking every the, the fans for being there for sticking by the company you know through the tough times of the pandemic. I thought it was a really cool moment. It just felt really special and it felt like it felt like WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, that like it, it just had that WrestleMania feeling to it. I was like, all right, we're kicking off night one the right way, you know, thanking the fans. Got the whole roster out there, even guys that weren't even on the card, dressed in their gimmicks. They were just, it, it, it was, it, it was, it was a cool moment to be a part of and to watch, you know. And then, not long after that, they they do the video. They they then they cut to the crowd and. Michael Cole and Samoa Joe are in are in ponchos because there is a there's a bit of a rain delay, mm-hmm. um, which was a first in WrestleMania history. I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Um, my wife actually was watching with, with me and uh, Dennis and uh, my brothers, and she she said she said I'm gonna go back upstairs. Text me when the when the real show comes back on. I'm not gonna sit through a rain delay. Yeah. So she left and. It was kind of like you said, very sports centric earlier. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. Um, you could tell that this was something they weren't prepared for because they had promos on the fly, and you know, you 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 got to see like the real, you know, guys' real pro, you know uh, promo chops on the mic when it when it comes to being able to talk. Because there were a few times where there were guys that were like, "All right, I can understand why they script some of these guys' promos." Um, mm-hmm. But what what I what I liked about it more than anything was the. The, the first one that they did where it's, oh, the, the blonde, what's her name? Sarah, something, whatever her name is. She interviewed Shane McMahon, and then Bobby Lashley comes in and was like, excuse me, and he just starts talking about the match, and then they had the little heated exchange with him and Drew McIntyre, and I thought Drew handled it very well. He was he said, you know, I'm ready to go out there for WrestleMania. Now we got a rain delay. I'm all hyped up. We could start WrestleMania back here. We don't need to go out there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I thought the rain delay... It very had a very sport centric feel to it, you know. Like you, you watch a sporting event, and you know it's baseball. There's a rain delay, um, and and the announcers will 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 talk about you know what's to come in the game, etc. Yeah, we're gonna have to find ways to pump and pimp this, and kind of uh, you know, in, yeah. keep you entertained. If you I thought will. overall that that thirty minutes it, it it breezed by. It wasn't too bad, you know what I mean. I I was I was expecting it to go longer. You know, especially when you could see the water coming through. Oh my gosh! The, yeah, you know, behind, and then Samoa Joe and Michael Kohler and Ponchos, yeah. calling. You know, uh, covering this. I, had, I just, I was like, oh man, this is not like their first big show back. I know, and and and, and, and this is what happens too. And you know, you got to think too as well. Like another reason why they weren't prepared for this was they've been working with a limited crew. In, in the Thunderdome, in their Thunderdome setting. So now they got a bigger crew, more people to, to work with. Not everyone's on the same page, okay? So I, I thought that played a part in the reason why everything was very organic, which a lot of people liked. I didn't mind the way it all transpired, but it, it was it was an interesting twist to start WrestleMania. Absolutely. Um, with my Peacock, it said started at 4 p.m. So I hit the add a set reminder and it just said uh show will start eventually or you know soon so it just waited and waited until about like 7 30 or you know you know eight when they started doing the uh the kickoff and introduction and then um 
the the rain delay there, but uh, I mean, I, yeah. I got to give it to the fans. Twenty five thousand six hundred and seventy five, which uh, they didn't have to announce this year because I guess that's an embarrassing number, and you couldn't really kind of blow it up like they usually do at WrestleMania. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that number too? Yeah, is that Meltzer and Alvarez are already already shitting on the company, saying that they're inflating those numbers oh, that boy. they that that they only roughly had like eleven thousand the first night and five thousand the second night. Interesting. I'll have to but ask. I, I, I know someone who was there and part of the actual production team, so I, I'll have to ask. Really? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, huh? That's interesting. But I mean, I got to hand it to the fans for waiting it out in the rain. Um, they were like, you know what? We want to. We came to see wrestling. We're we're here to see wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, this is an interesting WrestleMania to begin with. No Undertaker. No John Cena. No Kane. No Rock. No Goldberg. You know, no Triple uh, H. No Triple H uh, for the first time. No, no Brock. Yeah, no, yeah, for the first time in a long time. Um, but we do have our, our host, uh, Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil, which uh, <clears throat> is interesting with the, the Bailey stuff coming into play. I, that, I was really annoyed by that. What is this new character with Bailey? I don't know, uh, but I was glad that she got a spot in the show in some form or fashion, considering what she's been doing in the last year. I was kind of disappointed that she didn't have a match on the card. Is she injured? Kind of, I don't know if she was injured. Or, I honestly, I don't know. I don't. I don't believe she was. Okay. Uh, maybe she is, and they just you know it hasn't been reported. But um, I was glad that she at least got some role on the show. Uh, Hogan, man, you know people don't forget. And as much of a Hulkamaniac as I am, I don't blame the, the, the people in Tampa, his hometown, for booing him. Because uh, you, could, you could tell, like, when he, the minute he cut, you know, they cut to him on the mic, you know, the, the crowd booed him on night one. And they learned their lesson on night two by piping in crowd noise anytime Hogan spoke. Yep. So, an authentic um, reaction because, you know, they, they had to be ready for this. Uh, it's been, it's been a while. Yeah, it had been a while. So, um, I, I, I didn't feel bad for, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I didn't really feel bad for him in the sense because, you know, he kind of dug his own grave there. And um, as much as I love Hulk Hogan, you know, even in this type of role as like a host of WrestleMania with Titus O'Neil, I just didn't think it, I, I, I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't think it was needed for the show. Uh, but I get that they wanted to um, really, uh, you know, accentuate, you know, two big names in the city of Tampa and really make this WrestleMania even more special, so uh, yeah, it was what it was for both. I mean, for both nights, I'm not going to go back and forth about you know each segment they were in. That's just he me personally, he but. held his own, and he he actually uh, fast forward night two, he he kind of pulled off the pirate uh, outfit. Who Hogan? Yeah. Oh yeah. He looked oh, yeah, like a pirate sure. with that handlebar mustache. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, he he did. Yeah. I thought that. I, I mean, it was silly. It wasn't my cup of tea, but you know, I get it. Like, you know, it's it's WWE. They're gonna. The, the, they're gonna add their own twist and their own flavor to it. But, Poor um, Kyrie yeah. Sane. That's her, oh, that's, I know. That's her whole right? fucking gimmick, and she's like, she's not even present. Yeah, I know. She's the, just, inter- the internet was the internet was losing their shit over. Here's a, yeah. She's waiting in the up. rafters in the skyboat, like looking with here, her little here, her little um you know telescope. Here, here, here's how here's how asinine the internet wrestling community can be. You know, when they in the in the days leading up to WrestleMania, you got these drone shots of the WWE 
you know, putting together the set. Every year, it seems to be a popular thing. People will take pictures of them constructing the set and speculating what it's going to look like, etc., etc. So everyone assumed that the pirate ship that's already there was going to be a part of the set for for uh, for WrestleMania because of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, etc. And then WWE decides to build their own pirate ship because that's what Vince thought. Well, goddamn, pal, I'm going to make a bigger pirate ship. And they make this huge pirate ship, which was impressive. I mean, the set was amazing. And the internet's losing their mind over it because it because it wasn't the one that was used in the stadium. Like, give me a fucking break. Are you serious right Jeez. now? Like, that's what you're going to argue over? You got to nitpick you know? like, stuff. Yeah, like, that's, that's that just beyond me. Oh, man. All right, well, let's get into the first match, which is kind of beyond us with our predictions. Both you and I thought Drew McIntyre was going over. It's the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley defending against Drew McIntyre uh, with MVP having some uh, some brief interactions and, and disruptions uh, slowing the, the pace for Drew McIntyre. Overall, a good, hard-hitting match. It reminded me of, um, you know, kind of like the Drew matches that he's had during his run with Braun and, uh, or Goldberg, um, you know, uh, hard hitting, fast paced, uh, but you know, they, they accentuated some things to, to, uh, to slow it down. There was a couple of, um, a a couple of holds put on by Bobby Lashley to work that neck over and then ultimately getting the hurt lock on Drew McIntyre and winning. Um, man, surprise there for me, but, uh, overall I like it. Um, yeah, I, I liked it too. It was a shock ending because I didn't honestly I didn't expect Lashley to win the way he did. They protected Drew by having him pass out. He didn't tap out. Um, they 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 accentuated that on commentary during the replay that he didn't tap out. He passed out from the from the hurt lock. Um, I thought it was a very hard hitting match. I I was a fan of. I didn't have low expectations of this match because. These two tore it up inside an empty performance center last spring at Backlash. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the, like this was this was probably my favorite Drew match of the pandemic era of WWE. Um, well, my, my second favorite because I like the one with him and Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. But this match with with Lashley, I it didn't disappoint. It was hard hitting. The crowd was in. I mean, the crowd was really into it. Um, they they were booing Bobby and they were cheering Drew. And it was just it was just cool to see. It was like the first match in front of a large crowd in a long time, and they delivered. And the finish was very – I think people are underestimating how shocking the finish was because of the way that Lashley won. People, I don't think people expected him to win or even win in that manner. And they really put him over at WrestleMania, and I thought it was cool that um, they opened the show, the WWE Championship – with the two of them, especially Drew being such a big figure in the pandemic era of WWE in the last year that they started WrestleMania night one with him challenging for the title. I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I liked it. Um, I mean, it's just, it's odd that, well, no, I can see why they did it because everybody was predicting, you know, um, Drew McIntyre to have his moment and go over. And that was a nice little shock um, there. Nice little twist. Yeah. All right, match two. Naomi and Lana versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus the Riot Squad. Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Tamina versus Billy Kay and Carmella. Tag Team Turmoil match. The winner gets a WWE Women's Tag Team title match on night two. Um, man, this was a slippery match. 
Yeah, it was a slippery nipple, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, that's all. I mean, Mandy fell. It was a WrestleMania moment. It's been replayed. It'll be replayed to death. It's a gif. You know, it's one of those things. It just happens. They both popped out of their tops a few times. Peacock was pretty good at editing, or it was either Peacock or WWE were pretty good at with the seven second delay being able to catch the the wardrobe malfunctions. Um, this match was nothing to write home about. It was pretty sloppy at oh, times. It was so and yeah. Very. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. I can't really. I mean, uh, last. The only thing I noticed is at the end, um, it looked like Natalia was supposed to finish the match, and she like she looked like she tagged Tamina, and Tamina looked shocked, like I'm getting the pin here. It, it, it kind of looked odd, you know, like. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was like it, it was on the spot. She was like, I'm gonna let her get a pinfall, you know, victory at Mania. Um, who knows? But yeah, nothing to really write home there. Natalia and Tamina pick up the victory to go on tonight too. Match number three: Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Man, this uh, this was work rate here. This is awesome. Cesaro getting his big moment at WrestleMania by putting away Seth Rollins. A lot of cool spots in here. Um, I can go back and watch this one. Um, definitely impressed me. Um, the work rate match of the night. Definitely. It was a great match. I enjoyed it. Cesaro, like you said, got his moment. Big singles match. Um, him and Rollins delivered. I had no doubt that they weren't going to deliver because they these two guys just they 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 want to have the best match on the card. And uh, by that point, that was the best match of the evening. The the, the two of them really tore it up. I enjoyed it, and I, I wouldn't be against them running it back again at WrestleMania Backlash. Oh my God, what is with that? We'll we'll, we'll get into it when we cover a little bit. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that uh, yeah. another time. Yeah. Uh, ma- match number four: WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods against AJ Styles and Almost. This uh this was a little bit uh, of a shock to me too. Almost uh, definitely impressive uh, as far as a big man goes for the short little bit that he was in the match, but uh, some impact made there a nice backbreaker on Xavier Woods and then um, an imposing uh, stance in front of them while AJ Styles springboard off the ropes and then off of his shoulders to do uh, the phenomenal forearm to Xavier Woods. And then he had this huge, massive uh, choke slam or head slam to uh, uh, Kofi Kingston, and they pick up the victory. Um, AJ Styles and Omos. I'm going to cosplay as the internet wrestling community, so bear with me for a moment. Sure. AJ Styles deserved better than this shit. Oh boy. <sighs> what, what, uh, yeah. What, what do you think? I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 you know, I normally don't agree with the internet wrestling community, but I didn't really care. As impressive as almost was in the limited time he had in the ring, and I almost thought they were going to turn New Day heel here, which would be a nice breath of fresh air. For, for the two of them because they were kind of acting like heels and they were dominating AJ and then AJ tagged into almost almost got a big pop to come in and he, he you know he had a lot of those big man power moves the the, the choke slam the back for a second I almost thought that uh he was oh, here we go sorry I, I thought that he was going to uh turn on AJ and join the new day I thought that they were gonna lose and that AJ was gonna blame almost for the loss right because you know, almost never tagged it because there were points in time where AJ was going for the tag and almost who's like nine feet tall and 11 feet wide in, in length with his arms. He he hardly had his hand out for the tag. Yeah. 
And at one point, I'm watching it, and I'm like, this felt very WrestleMania six to me, like Colossal Connection Demolition, where like Haku worked the majority of the match, and Andre came in at the end, and he cost them the match. Right. And then I thought for sure we are going to see AJ berate him, almost was going to slap him, and then walk away and have that WrestleMania six Andre the Giant moment, and then... Whatever they do with almost, they do, and then they would just restart AJ into something else. Um, but they're putting the titles on him and um, you know AJ and almost, and I mean I don't know. I, I just I, I I guess it's something for AJ to do. I don't know. I just yeah. I, I I'm not I've not been big on the pairing to begin with with him and almost. It's had its moments where I've enjoyed it, but there's other times where I was just like, nah, I'm, this isn't. Uh, it's not catching with me. So this match was okay. It was what it was. I, I that, that's all I could say. I wasn't really too impressed with it. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, there, there was the the only moment was um, d- the short uh, impact from uh, AJ Styles leaping off of the shoulders. Uh, but yeah, he, he yeah that was yeah that was a cool visual. I'll give you that. That was a cool visual. He did he did uh, he did deserve better. He does. Um, I, I mean, a, a match with some guy from NXT, maybe you know. Bring somebody up. Uh, make AJ Styles have to try to put that guy over, or, or you know, or, or you, or you know, because there's rumors of doing like a roster shakeup again, like they do every year. They need to uh, set, send him over to SmackDown, and you put him up against Roman. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you know? I can see it. I mean, they st- he when he first came in, there was a little bit of a you know feud there. Yeah, brief one. Yeah, him. Yeah, him. Him and Roman had a, a couple of title matches back to back when he first started in WWE. So I mean. You know, bring it back full circle. But nonetheless, um, yeah, that was that was AJ Styles' WrestleMania participation. Um, he almost had a slip too, and during his entrance, I don't know if you caught that, but when he was going to bend down to slap the the, the stage with his hands and then do his little you know arms wide open you know pose with the pyro, he almost slipped and fell. And you could even look, you could even see him look at it almost and say, "I almost slipped." Oh shit! Uh, yeah, so um, the, the it was still pretty wet, I guess. Uh, you know that far into the show well, they need a towel boy out there <laughs> oh, i'm sure they have plenty of towel boys patterson all right um <laughs> i knew that was coming <laughs> well they, they wouldn't want to use the the towel that patterson had used because that's already wet oh, uh, match number five man braun Strowman versus shane mcmahon in a steel cage match start me off you know what this match wasn't bad i i like the fact that you know they had Shane played the little weasel bully, and he was trying to escape. And um, the spot with Braun ripping the cage open to bring him back in, I thought that was kind of cool. And then, of course, the end where he throws him off the top. Um, and he, then Shane takes the huge bump. That was pretty impressive. Um, I don't know what – I mean, it looks like they're moving forward with Braun, uh, you know, following this. And him and Shane aren't going to have any other interaction with each other. Um following this WrestleMania, but, uh, yeah, it was a good way to blow it off, I guess. I, it was a fun little match. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it went by pretty uh, it quick. It purpose. Yeah, it did, and I, w- I was okay with it. I, I, I enjoyed the match. Yeah. Um, uh, at this point, I had had a long day, and uh, I was kind of falling asleep, so I was like, oh, no. Oh, wow. So, okay. uh, I, I did fall asleep during this match. Um, oh, okay. But I, well, I caught I mean, it, I caught you it a, again. You, you have a good excuse. Yeah, you, know, a you have a new addition to, <laughs> yeah. the, to the team, so yeah. yeah. Um, you know. But I did like the spot where he ripped open the cage. That was impressive. And then throwing Shane, man, took a, take a hell of a bump. Um, 
man, that, that was impressive. And I'm just surprised that they didn't do a hell in the cell, but uh, th- that wasn't necessary. Um, it, this oh, this, God, this no, proved it its point, you know? Yeah. Um, even, even 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 if even if they didn't do a steel cage, they did some sort of like stipulation, like I quit or last man standing or something. That still would have been um, suffice for this type of rivalry. But even the even the steel cage element too, like nowhere to escape. Like I feel like that's that's so outdated because of Hell in the Cell and because of Elimination Chamber and those enclosed structures that like a steel cage match. Just I don't know, like it doesn't do it for me anymore. Because interesting. You know, but in this in this scenario here, in this situation with these two guys, it worked. So I, I enjoyed the match. Hmm. I wonder how lockdowns are going to do for you. What the TNA yeah. shows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you, I'll definitely get into that <sighs> in in, uh, yeah. in the lockdown recap. Yeah, those that's uh, for sure. Some of those are <clears throat> interesting. All right, uh, and then we have the Hall of Fame little ceremony where they're uh, you know. Showing all the entrances from the Hall of Fame. You want to quickly recap uh, your thoughts on the Hall of Fame? Um, how? how Bef- yeah. All right. So, first of all, the Hall of Fame presentation itself in the Thunderdome on Tuesday evening sucked. <laughs> Plain and simple. I get it. Was a, There's a pandemic. I get that they had to do things a little bit differently. But it just seems so rehearsed. It was over-rehearsed. I would take Hillbilly Jim's four-hour fucking speech in 2018 over watching this Hall of Fame. Yeah, this is like, the, that's the how epitome bad it was. of commercial produced. It is the uh, worst. It was way overproduced. The minute Lawler spoke and you could hear the fake crowd noise, I was like, God damn. Like, I just wasn't. The speeches, like Bischoff, RVD, they had okay speeches. Davey Boy's kid had a good speech. Um, you know, the NWO speech was terrible. Uh, Molly Holly literally like read off the teleprompter like there was nothing organic. The only person that sounded like and that sounded like he wasn't reading off the teleprompter. You could tell he wasn't reading off the teleprompter was JBL. Yeah, JBL, JB, and but JBL kept moving his body like there was an actual crowd there, and and you know I just thought. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Now, fast forward to WrestleMania. I like the fact that they all got their 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 curtain call. They could wave to the crowd. I thought that was kind of cool for the 2020 class. I like how they split that up. Um, one thing I noticed from night one of WrestleMania when they did that 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 vignette backstage where the NWO was hanging out with Titus and Bailey walked in. Scott Hall looked fucking terrible. Oh yeah. Scott Hall's Scott Hall looked like. Scott Hall looked like he was wearing a nursing gown in a hospital that that had the NWO logo on it. He looked like he was wearing a fucking moo Like he looked terrible. He looked absolutely terrible. Kevin Nash is the only one that wears gray hair properly. Yeah. Like every, I mean, the rest of them. Oh my god. Like, like I said. When, and then like when they come out, like, you know, Hogan looked like he was wearing like black non-slip kitchen shoes. With his tuxedo when he they was. come out. He was. Yes. He was working Scott back Hall at the house. Too, like, they all looked like they were working at a fucking restaurant. Yeah. You, <laughs> Nash was the you only one You and I both worked in the like, restaurant industry. Tell me they do not yeah. look like, uh, like the managers or, you know, like the owners yeah. of the fucking establishment. Yeah, like I was working waiting for one of them to come out with a big tray of food. <laughs> like they were about to serve a party of eight, you know? Like Nash was the only one that looked like he... 
<laughs> he looked well. Like he was a handsome. He looked handsome. <laughs> I'm going to say that about Kevin Nash. He, he was big handsome All right, that yeah. night at WrestleMania yeah. night one. And you know the rest of it was just eh. It was what it was. I know. Like, I, you know it, I, this I, is like the epitome of uh, WWE now with the Peacock Network. Um, them being absorbed more by NBC Universal. It is just a presentation of WWE and what they used to be. Um, everything on the network now is like the greatest moments and then all these overscripted stories and uh, sit downs and personal things with these these stars. I get it. You know, you, WWE is a huge conglomerate, but it is not what you know, it has evolved so much into this 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 presentation that we are seeing right now, you know? Yep. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Even Stone Cold hyping up WrestleMania 38. He's a character of himself. Uh, what are your thoughts on oh, WrestleMania 38? Oh, I like that. That was great, but I, it's, I like still, the promo. it's still making him a caricature of, you know, Austin, which he's good at, but not everybody else can pull that off. That's what we saw, NWO. Well, he still looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin from 1998. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, he, he's yes. in great shape. Yes. He's, he's, he's kept himself, in, you know, in, in great shape. Um when when he when they when they cut the promo and they showed the you know the Texas flag and and he was talking and narrating and you know there's clips of him I thought like I thought oh he's gonna host it but they didn't announce that he was gonna host it they just announced WrestleMania was gonna be in Dallas but he's gotta host it and you know it's funny I was talking to my brother about this and I think this would be a fucking cool idea okay I'm gonna fantasy book just for a hot second here all right. I think Steve Austin should host WrestleMania next year from Dallas and you do a live session of the Broken Skull show at WrestleMania with his guest being The Rock. Ooh, nice. Okay, and then it gets better. Wait, there's more. They they, they, they have their 15, 20-minute conversation. They catch up. Rock does his spiel. Finally, the Rocks come back, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they high-five, hug each other, and then all of a sudden... Roman Reigns comes out and interrupts to set up the main event with him and Brock in the main event of WrestleMania. And that's how you set up Roman and Rock for WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood the following year. With, with Roman being like, get out of my ring. I'm the main event. What the heck are you guys doing here? Mm. Get out of my ring. Interesting stuff. Okay. Okay. I'd like that's, that. that. That's just me. But yeah, I, 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 I like the Austin promo. With WrestleMania being in Dallas, I, like I said, I think he should host it. Undertaker should headline Hall of Fame next year. You might as well just let me book the fucking show, yeah, all right, Stanford? For, for Christ's sake, you know, seriously. <laughs> Dana Warrior, if you're listening, because I know you're part of the women's creative, and I don't know how creative you are, but you and Michael Hayes, that's right, I got an ideal. You you guys need to call me and have me book this shit, <laughs> all right? With real fans. Not these fucking 18,000 cardboard cutouts you had in the stands either. Yeah, that was uh, pretty funny. It's like uh, the name, um, or the game, what's the, Clue or, uh, oh man. Yeah, yeah. Clue. Yeah, I think the Clue. It looks like Clue characters. Anyhow. It was the doctor in the theater. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was some lady from Indiana in row C. Yeah. <laughs> Match, match number six: Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and Morrison. Uh, I mean, I was impressed with Bad Bunny. Of course, um, my significant other is a fan, um, 
So we watched with enthusiasm there, and uh, I actually fell asleep during the match, but I was very into it. Um, but the next night, I, I, I finished the very end. Um, that sounds like an oxymoron. I fell asleep during the match, but I was... I was, sleep. but I was... Dude, I was struggling. It was... Uh, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. So... Uh, you got a kid. Yeah, 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 no, I totally get it. So... I understand. Uh, that should be no excuse, but I, I get know. it. A, a nice, <laughs> a nice arm drag by him, you know, good... Good... A good, you know, crossbody off the top rope. Um, Damien Priest, I guess he was injured, so they were waiting yep. to book this. Um, he still, yeah. he, he still was only brief in the match, and even kind of yep. on Raw, it was quick. But he's still taking some ri- high risk moves um, for a guy being yeah. injured, quote unquote. Um, uh, uh, what are your thoughts? I enjoyed the match. I didn't have any expectations going into it, but. Um... After hearing that Bad Bunny rented a house in Orlando and was at the Performance Center every day since January to train for this, um, I, I was thoroughly impressed with with his participation. It wasn't like any other WrestleMania celebrity match of the past where like a guy would come in and he'd get like a few spots and then he'd take a break and then you know maybe he'd get tagged in again and he would do something else. Like they started the match with Miz and Bad Bunny. Like, I was fully expecting Damian Priest to do the majority of the work, and then Bunny comes in, gets the hot tag, and does a few of his spots. No, Bunny worked the majority of the match more than Priest. Oh, yeah. And so I was impressed by it. And also, I think what gets lost on a lot of fans is what Miz and Morrison did to help make that happen. Oh, of course. Two professionals, two guys that are, are very underrated, not only as singles, but as tag team performers as well. Um, don't get enough credit for what they do and what they contribute. I really enjoyed. They're uh, fantastic. I really, together. I really enjoyed this match. The entrance, the crowd was into it. Um, I'll go as far as to say this was probably the one pop of the, of the better night. WrestleMania. The, well, the pop of the night, but one of the better WrestleMania celebrity matches of all time. Oh, absolutely. Um, and there's been, and there's been quite a few. So, uh, yeah, this was um, th- this was a lot of fun, and it. I remember during this, especially watching during this match and how the crowd was reacting. And this was one of the one of the few times where I was like, "This is WrestleMania," you know. Like I said earlier, Vince, you know, introducing you know the crowd back and thanking them, and then like moments in this match when Bad Bunny was, uh, you know, putting in that work with Miz and Morrison, I felt like, "God damn!" Like this is WrestleMania. Like okay, it, it didn't it, that that feeling didn't last very long throughout the course of the two nights, but. Uh, there were little flashes of it over the course of two nights where I just were I had that WrestleMania type feeling. Certainly a shining um, moment, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, Miz and Morrison, like you said, they, those guys are are great together. Their interactions over the years and just, I mean, the fact that uh, you know they pulled that off with Bad Bunny too. I mean, Morrison more than uh, the Miz uh, having that uh, Canadian Destroyer performed on him. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was yeah. uh, that was hairy, but it it, it worked out. Um, yep, man, it, it it wasn't bad. It, but the only thing I will say that the announcers kept saying this is one of the most uh, impressive, you know, first time in ring performances that we've seen in WWE. Completely muting and uh, erasing Pat McAfee. They have like written that uh, guy off, haven't they? I I don't. Uh, I I'm going to disagree with you here. I don't think they've written him off. Um, I just think that, you know, he's busy doing his own thing and and I think he'll eventually be back. Um, I just think that, you know, he's, he's got, you know, his own stuff going on right now. So he's gonna, 
you know, focus on that, and then they'll, they'll they'll bring him back when it's necessary, when the time calls for it. But I don't think that they've written him off per se. Okay. Um, even even though even though he hasn't been on TV since the War Games match with Undisputed Era, that's just me personally. I don't think he's been like totally written off. Uh, I just think that you know, he, I mean, he's a busy guy. You know, sportscaster uh, has his own podcast. Um, he's involved in other projects. He's got his hands in in, in many cookie jars. So uh, he'll be back at some point. I'm sure of it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, like like we said, I think this was the biggest pop of the night. I, I said he was probably going to get the biggest pop of the night and uh, definitely a strong reaction after, too, by the uh, Latino community that was there and the fans that he probably brought too to WrestleMania from the uh, celebrity attention as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, nice performance there, Bad Bunny. We'll see how that progresses. Um, match number seven, WWE. Champion SmackDown championship women's championship. I'm sorry, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. All smiles at the beginning because this is the most historic uh, WrestleMania main event. Uh, that Michael Cole kept saying, he said, in a historic main event, historic main event. I was like, is he just gonna say it eventually? And like Vince, probably, you know, he was like, wait until the very end. And Michael Cole goes, Two black women headline WrestleMania, and Vince McMahon was probably like, he said "Oh that. yeah, yeah, he did it." He said, "Yes, that? right, I didn't hear right that. before the match." He waited until right before the match, but the phrase used, you know, the terminology used throughout the night was a historic WrestleMania event. But but wait a minute, he said two black women. Yes, just like that. Yes. Really? Yep. I'll have to go back and watch it. I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm sure Vince McMahon was I like, was, oh, "And I was thinking, yes." Chocolate, (laughs) falling back in his chair, meme. You know, (laughs) he's a historical main event. Just say it, goddammit. (laughs) Two black women. He like had the inflection there. I was like, all right, cool. But they, 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 you know, they had the tears at the beginning, and of course, the the crowd reaction there was so strong. uh, You couldn't help it with these women. That was another WrestleMania moment. Yeah, and and and, uh, you know, we complain about it sometimes because some women just cry after every fucking match or during their match uh, when they know a finish is coming that they don't want to lose to. Sasha Banks is infamous for that, which kind of took me out of some of the match here as we get into it. The, too much smiling from Sasha Banks because she's so happy. I get it, but you, you got to play your role, sweetie. Um, and, and I mean, she was even smiling at the end. <laughs> she was smiling. Yeah, for I saw some of that. <laughs> um, but n- nonetheless, an impressive, an impressive main event. Uh, you and I were talking uh, via text. How'd they do that finish? Um, you you want to get into it? Go, go ahead. Give me your I, thoughts. I think well the 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 finish where she took her hair and she whipped her like the sound the cracking noise yes. like cracking a whip yeah like that, that sound the, that was that was piped in. Um, I think now you you had suggested that um, the mark that left the the mark that was left on her on Sasha's on Sasha's uh, torso stomach area was um, like chalk of some sort. Um, and something that like she had on her hands and she put it on herself. Yeah. Um, I think I, 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 I'm not ruling it out that, 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 that wasn't the case, but at the same time, like that weave, that, that hair extension, that's like heavy and thick and you whip that on someone's bare skin. You could get a, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if it left a, a genuine mark on her stomach. Uh, but nonetheless, it got everyone's attention and it set up the finish and Bianca winning. 
Uh, I didn't think she was going to win, honestly. I thought it was going to be a situation where Sasha wins, beats the rookie, and maybe we see the rookie turn heel on Sasha down the line for coming up short. But that wasn't the case. Um, now let me ask you something. Since you know we, we brought it up, and since I didn't really pay that much attention to it during the live broadcast when Michael Cole talked about the significance of the main event, do you think because of what has taken place in our country in the last year or so during the pandemic with you know racial injustice and the divide in our country that they totally designed the WrestleMania main event to be uh, two individuals, female of color, to be in the main event of night one? Absolutely. Um, this is okay. this is part of uh, the strategy used by Stephanie McMahon um, and okay. Hunter. Uh, I mean, Paula Vack, you know, you know they, they, they definitely target... Uh, what is popular or what is trending and what is going into tra- graphics. I mean, look yeah. at the way Stephanie McMahon was kind of involved with the um, uh, Atlas, Jake Atlas coming out on uh, NXT. She like, you know, had a sit down interview with him about him, you know, or, you know, he like, you know, you know, she was part of his, his coming out. Um, she was, yes. Well, he, really? he, he noted in his interview that, uh, Stephanie Mann is responsible for him coming out because she was like, say who you are, be proud, you know, but, uh, again, Stephanie McMahon invented the women's revolution. Um, you know, women's wrestling, Dave, yep. Stephanie McMahon yeah, yeah. was oh, the yeah. first yep. ever. Um, oh, to yeah. do that. So not not that fabulous Mula lady. No, no. no. So yeah, I, I definitely think it was strategically <laughs> designed for the first night to be more diverse, more uh, targeted for minorities, um, and more for the casual fan. Um, as we'll get into night two, which kind of was more like you had to be paying attention to WrestleMania stuff to, or, or you know, wrestling to be to know some of these matches, you know? Yeah. Um, if that makes I, sense. I, I, I would, I would have to agree with you. I think, I think that that whole thing was designed for two females, um, and especially women of color to, to headline night one of WrestleMania, given the, given the, the year that our country and our society has, has endured with, you know, racial divide. Um, it was, I, I think it was totally designed that way. And there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Honestly, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. People people, people will shit on it and be like, oh, it was, you know, Vince's way of trying to, um, trying to, you know, um, I, I don't know. I guess, I, I guess recognize it per se, but I also at the same time too think that uh, from my perspective, I think they were trying to identify with those demographics, with women and with people and, and with people of color. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think there was anything wrong with that. It wasn't like, like I said, like, I guess I'll have to go back and watch the match. I didn't hear Michael Cole say that there's two, these are two black wrestlers in the main event of WrestleMania. I didn't hear him say that, but, um, black women. They didn't overdo um, it. Yeah. He, black women. It, it, they, but were, they didn't they, overdo it either. Yeah. No, That's they didn't. Like, I, I, didn't like, like I think, I think, it. yeah, I think that he saved it for the very end and he said it then and that was it. Like, that was Vince McMahon's strategy. You know, yeah. Um, in scripting that, uh, and I thought it was I thought it was a good main event too. I thought it was a, it, it, overall the in ring action. Yeah, it was impressive. The them. They, yeah, they worked well with each other despite Sasha smiling through the whole thing. And I'm glad that you know a lot of people will rip on Sasha Banks for you know the, her reputation or her alleged reputation of being somewhat difficult to work with and 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 
and things like that. But, you know, she also plays a big part in the women's evolution in WWE as well. It was nice to see that she got that spotlight to headline night one of WrestleMania. And especially, you know, in a championship match with, uh, you know, an upstart like Bianca Belair. I thought it was... I thought it was a nice touch overall. It was a nice way to end night one. I, I, I was kind of hoping for a surprise at the end, maybe a Becky Lynch return to kind of challenge the champion, to kind of leave us a cliffhanger, like, oh, shit, like, wow, that's how we end night one. And we didn't really get that um, on any front, on both nights. No. You know, we didn't get we didn't get any kind of real WrestleMania-type surprise or return, no. per se. Um, so, um, but overall, I thought... I thought night one was very good. It was a fun night, and it, it it got me more excited for night two. Even and I was more excited for night two than I was for night one going into the weekend. Mm-hmm. But after night one, I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "They really knocked this one out of the park." Like this was fun, you know. Granted, it didn't feel as much like a WrestleMania of years past uh, because of the circumstances. But then there were little flashes of it throughout the show. Vince introducing the the, the audience. Uh, Bianca, you know, or I'm sorry, um, Bad Bunny, etc. So um, absolutely, yeah. Night one, I thought was I thought was pretty fun. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. Um, uh, yeah, there was there was um, there was a need for maybe something else there, but you know what? I, I, that's what the internet wants. You know, um, I think she just deserved her moment, and um, yeah, you know, that that was nice. Um, it would have ruined her <clears throat> moment if someone else came out and they closed the show that and way. This is, it also would have got people talking. Yeah, too. and we're, we're kind of transitioning out of one of the four, four horsewomen not uh, being a main factor in that. And you and I kind of talked about on the last Catching Up that we th- maybe thought Bobby Lashley and uh, Drew McIntyre would take the headline for that. But uh, no, like we said, that they designed it for uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um and I'm and I and I was fine with that. Honestly, I yes. was fine with that. The you know what I yep. mean. It was like I said, regardless of structuring of the matches and the finishes and etc. On both nights, the fans made it for me. The audience made it for me. That that's what I took away from this WrestleMania. On both nights was the audience itself, and regardless of what match they put on first and last etc. It was it was the audience that did it for me. Yeah, um, the audience did it for this match and the finish of night. Two, match number one, Randy Orton versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Uh, an impressive start to have Bray Wyatt just come out of the box and just jump. You know, The Fiend is healed now. Uh, I guess he just got unburned. Or, you know, he fixed himself from the burns. Um, and All right, time out, time out, time out. Let me call bullshit on this for a minute here, okay? Not the fact that The Fiend was magically healed, but the fact that how many times did Undertaker die and come back to life? I know. Buried alive, burned in a hundred caskets. The Undertaker is the excuse the for that, though. He he is the latter. I guess I guess The Fiend is the new the new uh the new supernatural character. Super, yes. Supernatural character, yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. See, I didn't yeah. have a problem with any of that shit. That's I had a problem personal. with the finish. Um, oh, I had a problem with the finish, too. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Alexa Bliss just l- stares at uh, the Fiend and has goo coming out of her face and eyes, uh, a la um, Ultimate Warrior. Jesus Christ. Pa- Papa Shango, Jesus Christ, as well. Uh, Papa Shango yeah. did that to Jesus Christ, just FYI. Um, Papa Shango. Yes. So it wasn't, he was the, it he wasn't, was one of the Romans. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So why wasn't he named in, in the Bible? <laughs> we'll have to. Okay. We're right around Easter time, so let's. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll, we just we'll, we'll cover that. Next we'll do it Easter. next Easter. Yeah. Um, Catching up the Easter edition <laughs> with Papa Shango and the resurrection of Jesus Christ after the after the third day. <laughs> the goo. Uh, with your host Dave and Kobe yeah. right here on the Retro Man oh, Podcast Network. It was a, it was a bad finish. <laughs> it was a a distraction there, and then a RKO, and Randy Orton moves on and progresses. Um, focus on the WWE Championship. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? The entrance was impressive. Um, I was really digging Randy Orton wearing white because you know good guys wear white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, damn, the drip on this motherfucker. Holy cow, look at that. Um, the entrance is impressive. You know, the red light, everyone hates it. I didn't mind it. Worked in this manner. Um, you know, Bray being dominant, the Fiend, I should say, being dominant. I was like, okay, this is going where it needs to go. And then they pull out that finish where she comes out and she kind of distracts Bray and Randy wins the match. Excuse me, the Fiend, sorry. He was the Fiend. Um, and Randy RKO's wins the match. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Even like, you know, I was at my brother's house. and Heavy you know, boos we were, from the what? crowd. Yeah, we were like, what the fuck is this? And I'm trying like, I'm, I'm trying to find the logic throughout the course of the night with this finish. You know, even like, during the other matches, I was talking with a friend of mine through text. And he was like, does Alexa control the Fiend now? Like... What was the reason behind her with the finish? Is Randy controlling Alexa? Or is Alexa controlling Randy? And she helped Randy win. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, um, she was originally, you know, attacked, taken uh, into the dark side by the Fiend. Maybe this was her revenge Mm -hmm. for for him turning her into this evil character. I don't know. Um, If you watched Raw last night. Yeah, we get an explanation on Raw. We kind of get an explanation that she didn't need the dark side anymore. And that was her reasoning behind turning on the fiend. Um, which is okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. But I felt like everything that happened... The storytelling of the fiend getting his revenge on Randy Orton from... You know, f- uh, how, well, how many years ago? Was it four years prior? Mm-hmm. Okay. From the, the rivalry they had going into the WrestleMania in Orlando, the th- WrestleMania 33, I thought everything kind of coming back full circle and The Fiend and Bray getting their revenge on Randy and not forgetting what he did, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and all of that that comes with it, I was, I was fully expecting The Fiend to dominate and to really get put over by Randy Orton. And I, I honestly don't know what they, what they were thinking here with the surprise. I, I, to me... Here's what I think. I feel like it was a shock finish to have a shock finish. Mm. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I, I, f- I feel like it was done so that it's like, okay, get people talking. Why the fuck did they do this? Yeah. Instead of having a real reason behind it. That's just me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm tired of trying to make sense of it sometimes. With uh, We'll, same, see, with, we'll see with what the booking does. Uh, I did a I, lot of rationalizing yeah. of things over the course of the night after watching that finish. And I was just trying to figure out, like, why would they do such a thing like that? Even to the point where, you know, I was like, you know what? It, like When they showed the replay at the end of the night before the main event, when they replayed Orton and Fiend and what happened, at that point I was just like, I kind of like, you know, looked at the TV screen and I was like, Fuck it, I'll I'll worry about it tomorrow. Like, I was I was like I'm done with I'm done trying to rationalize this shit. Yeah. I mean, the whole internet's going crazy that you know oh they've buried the fiend, etc. etc. Uh, you know I kind of compare it to when they used to fucking bury Undertaker early on in his run. Yeah, when Undertaker in the early '90s used to get squashed by some of these big men, 
and they would like kill him and then resurrect him and then kill him again. So, Get him hot again. I, I think the fiend had had fallen down, you know, this this tunnel of uh, getting bland with Alexa, especially playing this Harley Quinn character. And now she's just oh, she, she, I like she is more well now now she's more evil. And uh, due to the uh, promo on Raw in the Firefly Funhouse, um, Bray said he was going to be bigger and stronger. So I guess he's going to come back in a new character, maybe a rebirth. Maybe, I don't know, you know, he likes to evolve his character a lot, much as The Undertaker kind of did. So we might see a new incarnation of The Fiend or Bray Wyatt. yeah, uh, who's to say? We'll we'll see on on yeah. next on Vince McMahon's Fantasy Island. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? Match number two: WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defend against Natalia and Tamina. Not too much from me here. I mean, uh, Shayna Baszler is just uh, you know. The only one that can really work anymore. Uh, Natalia can hardly put a sharpshooter on. Tamina can hardly walk. Nia Jax uh, is just a big mess sometimes. She's uh, a bull in a china yeah, shop. Yeah. So, uh, and then they played into that with her and Mandy Rose and Raw, which was, oh, God, hard to watch. Thanks yeah. for making me watch Raw, Dave. I didn't make you well, watch you Raw. I just came up with review. a suggestion. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyhow, I, your I, thoughts on this <laughs> match as the women uh, retain? I'll keep it short and sweet. I didn't care for it. Yeah. <clears throat> the end. Okay. Match number three, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn <laughs> with Logan Paul uh, being uh, sidelined on the, on the side there. I, I don't know. I think this was a, a good match for their epic... Uh, rivalry that they've had throughout their storied career um you know i i just what didn't really stick out to me this was they were trying to make this like the cesaro and seth rollins spot and i don't know it it just this wasn't the one dog yeah it was it was a fun match but it wasn't it didn't to me it didn't resemble what you know they have yeah these two you know um for years, everyone had been, you know, uh, not everyone, but the majority of the internet wrestling community had been clamoring to see these two wrestle and have a big match at a WrestleMania. And, you know, when they put it on Battleground, everyone lost their shit, although it was a damn good match. But now they have a match at WrestleMania between the two of them, and it was over Sammy's little conspiracy theory issues. Um, they didn't touch on any other history between the two of them, which is okay in my book, but at the same time, it would have been a nice touch. They got I like I liked the promo involved. where, I mean, they had it to where Sami Zayn was saying he's been right all along about Kevin Owens, you know? And I almost thought that they were going to go for a double turn maybe, but uh, that was the only uh, you know thing that they brought up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it was a fun match. I was glad that Logan Paul wasn't involved as much as many people expected him to be. Taking the stunner at the end was a neat little, you know, trinket to, to kind of add to the the presentation. But it, um, yeah, it wasn't a world beater. It didn't set the world on fire. Nope. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on. Match number four: WWE United States Championship Riddle versus Sheamus. Um, and before we get started, I. I texted you this i think matt riddle embracing the stoner character and them giving him the backstage promos and the bits especially with rvd on night one where rvd 
gives him rolling papers, which WWE shockingly is acknowledging marijuana use now, which I know, right? RVD is the guy that they fucking tried to erase for getting arrested for an ounce of marijuana, you know, uh, I, years ago, uh, 2006, I think. So uh, I don't know. They're, they're embracing it now, but I, I think Matt Riddle is hilarious uh, doing his promos. It, some of it I like, some of it I could care less for, but you know they they've kind of added a, a a a different dimension to his character, very like laid back. You know, I, I'm all right with it. I'm I'm, I'm cool. With yeah, it. Um, but he can still kick ass in the ring, and this was a shit yeah kicking ass, uh, ass kicking you know uh, chick kicking match. I mean, this was awesome. Yeah, these two these two tore it up. It was very physical. I like the finish at the end with Sheamus with the, the, the bro kick while Riddle does the moonsault. Caught him right in the lip, busted him open legit. Um, I honestly thought Riddle was going to keep the belt, but it looks like they 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 had plans for Sheamus to be the United States champion. Yeah. I'm kind of glad he got the Me belt. Me too. He, he, had, he had a great, great, he had a great job this year, you know? A great run. Yeah, he's he, he done some good stuff. So, yeah, um, overall, this was a, this a hard-hitting match that... Uh, that that definitely delivered. Yeah, these this is um a, a program that they had on SmackDown for a bit too, um but then they 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 transitioned with uh them over to Raw and uh, man uh, these guys definitely tore it up and Sheamus well deserved uh, for the year that he's had and uh, help putting Drew over and putting on a lot of hard hitting matches uh seemingly you know like it, it's it's reviving Sheamus you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I I totally agree, hundred percent. I mean, he's had some great matches with Big E, who's uh, in the next match too. Um, so yeah, I, I think Sheamus has had a standout year, honestly, during the pandemic. Um, all right, match number five: the WWE Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Apollo Cruz in a Nigerian drum fight with a copy and paste finish from night one. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the only thing I'm gonna say here is they didn't even use a fucking drum in the match. Not a single drum was used in in, in 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 that match. Not one. They used kendo sticks. They used tables. Those must be expensive chairs, drums. Stairs. But they didn't use a single fucking drum. Here's what they did. They rented them from the local guitar center, and uh, they just wanted to return Drums are them. us. Yeah, they were using it as, uh, you know, they said, you can return these within 30 days as long as there's no damage. So, uh, Goddamn, pal. I'm losing my uh, shirt on this wrestling. We got to get our production back cross. on those drums. We, uh, we spent all the money on the fucking boat. The new boat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah so, um, oh, my goodness. Do you know how much Hulk's pirate costume costs? God damn it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, uh Apollo Crews picking up the victory finally after uh, evolving this character into this Nigerian prince. Uh, he has one of the new members of the... Uh, he looks like the guy... You ever watch Parks and Rec? No. Oh, okay. Well, if anybody watches Parks and Rec out there, he looks like the Venezuelan uh, consulate or diplomats um, that are you know on the show. <laughs> he doesn't look like a Nigerian guy. Anyhow, uh, this huge, massive. He's man. been three different personas. Right. If I don't know if you, or it's funny because we're watching it and he comes out in the finish and Michael Cole's like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And my brother was like, 
How the fuck do you not know who he is? He was on Raw Underground as, as like as like the heavy for Shane McMahon for a little bit. He was Dabakato. Braun and him had a little interaction. And then like he was in the greatest Royal Rumble match ever from Saudi Arabia as Baba Tunde. Now I wonder what fucking name change this guy's going to go through. But Michael Cole didn't know who the fuck he was? Like, come on. Naji Yasma. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I... <sighs> Somebody watched a little too much of Coming to America Part Two, and then they're right. really focusing. And on then this they decided to yeah. book this shit. I I will say this: I was never the biggest fan of this Apollo, you know, name ch- like the. Yeah, we talked about it last. Catching his accent. Up. Yeah, we talked. Oh yeah, that's right. Forget. It. Yeah, you guys all heard that shit. Yeah, I don't really. Know. Yeah, I, I, but, I mean, but it's just now he's got a heavy. I mean, they're just they're just trying to get a lot of. Uh, shit uh they're trying to turn this shit into a, a nicer salad uh, i don't know uh, this like apollo cruz is kind of chicken shit into chicken salad yeah, yeah. apollo cruz is kind of like bland and they're they're putting a lot around him um to to try to help uh, but i don't know even the in-ring stuff this is big e match it felt like we had seen all this stuff they didn't even use the fucking drum so i don't know uh, a moment for Apollo. It, it wasn't a bad match in the sense that, like you know, the in ring work and stuff. But like they didn't. Uh, I wanted to. You're gonna call it a drum fight. Incorporate the drums. Yeah. You know, you gotta slam the guy through the drum. You gotta beat the guy over the head with the drum. Like, you know, come on, like something. I don't know. It was yeah. All right. It was moving all right. on. Uh, we have uh, the Hall of Fame class of 2021 standing center uh, Kane headlining that one. Um, man, crazy we didn't see Kane this year, but, uh, yeah, nonetheless, that was the class of 2021 coming out and doing all that. Uh, any thoughts there, Dave? It was cool. They got their moment. You know, I'm a big Eric Bischoff fan, so it was nice to see him get his moment. Um, RVD out there. Um, yeah, it was, it was just nice that they, that they all got their moment, um, you know, to, to curtain call the crowd. I would have taken, honestly... I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I would have taken the two nights of both classes getting to do the curtain call and wave to everyone over that fucking three-hour over-sanitized, over-produced Hall of Fame induction ceremony that we saw on Peacock on Tuesday night. I would have taken that over. I would have taken the, the, the curtain calls both nights over the, over the show. Okay. It was, it was, it, that's just me. I, I, I love the Hall of Fame. I've, I've, I've always been a big proponent of the Hall of Fame. And... It brings me back to my childhood when they induct certain guys. They tell stories. It's just, it's. I'm a, I'm a nostalgia nut, and the fact that we got. I mean, I get it. There was a pandemic. I'll say it again. You know, I understand. You know, we couldn't produce a a, a normal Hall of Fame ceremony, but I just thought what they gave us was was trash. Mm. It was garbage. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, they got their moment at WrestleMania, which was cool. I'm happy for them. They all deserved it. Yeah. Uh, moving on, match number six, WWE Raw Women's Championship. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley and Brutality was uh, shown to us. I, I don't know. Um, I, I like some of the in-ring work by both of these women, but I just was not... Um, I, n- nothing garnered my attention from this too much. Uh, Rhea Ripley got her moment. You and I talked about it, how they were going to push to Charlotte. Uh, Rhea Ripley definitely turned heel, like you suggested. And uh, uh, I guess going forward in Raw, we're going to have a three-way involving them and Asuka again on the short end of the stick, just kind of floating around. And uh, yeah, I don't know. 
What? Yeah, it was it was okay. I thought it was a little short. I thought they were going to get a little bit more time. Um, I it was interesting because there were moments in the match where uh, it looked pretty even between both girls, but then there was like a, a period of time during the match where Rhea was very dominant, and I was kind of surprised in how dominant she was in the victory. Um, so it really goes to show what they what they're gonna do with her and how much they are behind her in this push as the Raw Women's Champion. But um, it wasn't bad. It, it, it wasn't a bad match. It was. I, I expected a little bit more time, and I thought we were gonna get more of a back and forth affair. But it felt like to me it was this was all about making Rhea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I agree. They're making Rhea into the next uh, big thing. Uh, essentially for what the women's division. All right, moving on. The Bella Twins say ding-dong goodbye to Bailey. Uh, Bailey coming out there and uh, getting beat up by the Bella Twins, who came back for a little high and bye. Yeah. 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 Uh, the highlight of that was Hulk Hogan trying to swivel his hips like the Bella Twins do their dance. Oh, brother. Ah, uh, ah, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you something, dude. Ah. Leg drop so many times, my, my my hips are fused together. Yeah, I can't even twerk. My brother. hips don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the match. But I did on the witness right. stand. Oh dude. my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, match. I got 130 million reasons to lie, brother Jack, dude. <laughs> Uh, uh, match number seven, WWE <laughs> Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Were you aware of the memes that were going around the last week before WrestleMania where everything was just oh, including yeah, Daniel it was, Bryan? Yeah, it, it was funny. <laughs> it was yeah, I saw God. a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty good. Um, match of the yeah, night. By um, far. They delivered. It was fun. Um, another WrestleMania moment that felt like WrestleMania was Edge's entrance. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Man, when he came out, that crowd popped and how fired up he was and how fired up they were getting watching him. I was like, damn. I said to my brother, I was like, this feels like WrestleMania. Right now, this feels like WrestleMania. And then Michael Cole even said it like on commentaries, like, this is a WrestleMania moment. Oh, my God, feel it right now. Edge returning. Like, I just, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. And it was a great match. All three, like, the, the, the they, they. It, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, the right man won. The the pin with Reigns stacking both guys. He said he was going to stack oh, yeah, you called pin it. Him. He, he, he did that. You know, Reigns winning. And, and now I think they're going to pivot to Edge and Daniel Bryan. Um, you cost me this although, spot. I could have had the match. Yeah. I want the title. You cost me it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I was kind of hope that this was a situation where um, I was kind of hoping they were going to rest, end wrestling. Like, my brother and I kept saying, like, give us a definitive WrestleMania moment. Give us Get something the rock out very, there. Like a WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. If like, I smell. thought for sure. That, and like, then he turns around and he's like, what? You know? Yeah. Like, when, when Reigns held the belt up and, you know, Jey Uso was with him and Paul Heyman and Michael Cole says, who can stop the Tribal Chief? I thought, boom, cue. Like, someone was going to come out and they were going to end WrestleMania with someone staring him down. I I thought, oh, they're going to bring Brock back. They're going to pull the rabbit out of the hat. Vince pulled zero rabbits out of the hat at this WrestleMania. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact the uncertainty of them even being able to perform in a stadium with a limited audience. So, therefore, he wasn't going to try and dump all his eggs into one basket and have all these big names show up for nobody. 
So I think that's a big part of why this WrestleMania was very underwhelming in terms of star power from you know established veterans, Hall of Famers of the past, and we focused more on the current roster. And overall, two nights, it was fun. I thought night one was better than night Agreed. two, but this main event was it it it, it delivered. It, it really did. It lived up. It was the match of the night for night two. That's for sure. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, I like the little submission spot there, but with uh. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Edge, um, you know, performing moves on Roman Reigns. The yeah. double, the double yeah, cross the double face. Cross yeah, face. That was, yeah. yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah, yeah, and a good way to pay homage to Beep because of the triple threat. Because you know he was involved with the triple threat and he won. You know, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, because that's that exactly why move. the two of them yeah. did that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They were like, Edge was like, hey, uh, Daniel, I want to pay uh, respect think, to if, uh, uh, a real a guy I this... really admire. Yeah, a real Canadian. <laughs> you know, he is a real Canadian. <laughs> oh my God, did <laughs> it killing his family and his friends? <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have to make a song out of that. All right, well, I, yeah, I agree. Overall, I give that. Uh, whole weekend of WrestleMania, you know, the night one and night two, I, I give that a, a, a B, a B. Um, Same. Uh, it was a nice Same. solid it was B. A good, it, was, it was a B plus. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought it was a good two nights of wrestling. The audience were engaged. It was nice to see the, you know, the, you could tell that even the talents were getting pumped by the audience reaction. It was just, it was a, it was a feel good two nights of wrestling. It just, I was glad that I was able to watch it at home. It would have been super cool if I was there in person. But to be able to gather and well with a with a room full of people like I, I had my brother who I haven't seen in months. Um, you know, my other brother Dennis was with me. Uh, my wife, you know, we we're all in the same room the first night watching at our house, uh, and uh, it was just it, because the year prior it was just me and my wife watching WrestleMania yeah. the two nights. Um, so you know, in quarantine, it was in the heart of the quarantine. So. To be able to have a, a, a room full of people for us to gather, and we got food, and we laughed, and it was, you know. And then the, the second night I went to my brother's house, we, we alternated nights, and same thing there, you know. It was just, it was just overall a fun two nights of wrestling, and it, it made, it's going to make, it's making me look forward to when they eventually bring fans back mm-hmm. uh, on a full-time basis, which the rumor I'm hearing is they want to prepare that for SummerSlam. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I think SummerSlam is going to be the next big event, and I think following that is when they'll go more full time uh, touring with with a live audience. Right so, on. Uh, yeah, yeah it, so we'll see. I mean, things could change, but it was overall it was a fun two nights. Just made me feel good about being a wrestling. Absolutely, fan. and I, I got to introduce my significant other to the experience of WrestleMania and kind of explain some you know people and things going on. She you know got into it, and certain moments we were laughing, and she was rolling her eyes, especially when. Uh, there was some nip slips um, and uh, the revealing clothes that they would wear. She's shocked by that. But then she gets her, her flavor because she likes uh, certain guys like Randy Orton, uh, who you mentioned had the drip going on that night. Uh, and definitely she Edge and too. she's, well, no, she's a fan of uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, so yeah. am I. So you got you got to keep it. Yeah. There, so, um, so, um, yeah, overall, that was that was cool. I, I, I do. um 
I, I do miss the experience of having a party with, I mean, I have the infant, I mounted the 65 inch, so we got to watch it on the big screen, you know, uh, but maybe next year we'll have the experience with a WrestleMania party again, usually do those every year, but, uh, maybe, maybe next year. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's, let's, let's progress really quickly through raw and what's going on in the direction that WWE is heading in, uh, post mania or usually raw is a significant night after mania with a lot of surprises, a lot of, uh, shaking up of things, uh, didn't really seem like that for this. Um, the only things I took away from it were Charlotte Flair's promo, acknowledging the fact she was not on WrestleMania, and it kind of seems to be a new direction with her. Like where now she's kind of acknowledging the the hate. That wasn't she gets a bad from promo. Wasn't community. a bad promo though. No, she 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 she, she cut a fire promo. I'll give her that. Um, and I liked her involvement in the Rhea Ripley Oscar match, setting up possibly a triple threat with them. So I like the direction they're going with her. Um, the uh, the only other takeaway I took from that from last night's RAW was that you know they they moved the Thunderdome setting to the the um, to like this local college campus in Tampa. Yeah, and no fans there. A, We're back to the same thing again. You know, back to the Thunderdome. But they kind of they kind of altered the Thunderdome a little because it is a smaller arena, and they actually included the Thunderdome audience like as a part of the entrance stage and setup. So it's kind of very close and intimate together. It kind of made for a. a, a cooler different look but um you know that charlotte's promo um drew's getting another title shot it can maybe we're seeing the end of retribution with with them being involved in the finish at the end where they attack drew and they kind of like that looks was like they might be aligned that's with what they closed the show with like what that was yeah. that was very weak um you had retribution yeah, it was, coming out but I, and, I, and doing a double choke slam to drew but he's getting right back up there was no like beat beat down you know there was yeah, no there was no yeah. impact they just stood there that. and it was like yeah. what's the story gonna be moving forward it's like yeah. no 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 i know you guys are trying to keep the announcer this new guy i like him see bless his heart he's trying he just don't sound like a wrestling announcer really like to me he, yeah he, to me he's like i said he's trying but i i don't sense I don't sense enough enthusiasm for someone calling wrestling. Hmm. He sounds like he's calling a baseball okay. game, and he's got a baseball okay. background. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, bless his heart. Like I said, he's trying. It's not like he's just phoning it in. You know, he is trying. But it, I mean, it was night one. We'll see how he progresses. Um, don't know the reason why they bumped Tom Phillips out of that role. I, I liked Phillips um, because I'm just like Michael Cole. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit, you know what, he's yes and no, but, you know, I, I was kind of hoping that they move Phillips to SmackDown and they start to decrease Michael Cole's role. Um, where, you know, maybe Cole just calls the big matches and he's not weekly so that, you know, we don't totally want to stab ourselves in the eye with a fucking ice pick mm. every time he talks. Boss the time! Boss. Wow, boss we time. both The tribal chief, the big dog! You Vintage know? Orton. Yeah, Vintage RKO! <laughs> you know, like... But anyhow, yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's what I took away from. Yeah, Rob. I, I, I just think they they could have done a lot more. I mean, we got moving pieces for a lot of continuing feuds. Nothing really shaking up. Uh, I mean, the return of the Viking Raiders, um, and I guess building up their tag division on Raw because the New Day have the feud with Elias and Jackson Riker. And what's going on with the feud with New Day? They just like ignored their title loss and kind of like acted like heels. The New Day is always acting like heels, but then presented as faces. Um, yeah, I was kind of, yeah. I don't know. I don't and then know. having, uh, uh, yeah, anyhow, um, it, it, it was underwhelming. Uh, 
end to Monday Night Raw for me. Very yeah. underwhelming. Yeah, so I apologize for, air quote, making you watch Monday Night Raw so that we can cover this. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought there would be at least a Luckily, little... Luckily, I didn't have a razor uh, blade there. I've moved all the sharp uh, objects away because, uh, because of my, my <laughs> infant, so thanks, Dave. Oh, uh, you're you're very you know what? See, there's a purpose for everything. Yep. There's a purpose for everything. Uh, so I'm ex- I owe you one. I'm buddy. excited to see uh, how the rest of SmackDown plays out for this week, and what the, the direction they determine for. I, I I guess I assume it's Edge and Daniel Bryan, and then as well as uh, NXT moving to its new night and presentation on Tuesdays on uh, USA. Yeah, this is, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of changes going on. But um, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, you know I think we're in a positive direction, and you know heading heading into the, the spring and summer months with, uh, with with wrestling overall in general, uh, with with any wrestling, with you know AEW, NXT, WWE, um, you know Impact, like we're, it's just it, as, as as things begin to open up more and restrictions become less and less, and we start to see more live events with fans. I mean, Daly's place in, in, in Jacksonville, they can now run at full capacity. I mean, granted, Florida's been open since day two of the pandemic. <laughs> but, um, you know, Jacksonville Jacksonville just announced that, you know, or Daly's place just announced that they're going to have their first concert at full capacity at the end of the month. Um, so they're going to be running Daly's place full shows for with AEW. Um uh, moving forward, I don't know if it starts this week or if it starts next week, but I, I believe they're going to be doing that very, very soon. So as things loosen up, I think, I think, I think what normally we're going to think is garbage for creative, I think it's going to, I think the audience reaction is going to make it it's seem better. It's going to accentuate it. Yeah, it's going to accentuate it. I mean, I mean, yeah, I definitely agree. It's the, it's it looks promising. Um, that's interesting that they're they're going to full capacity. I mean, yes, it is Florida, but yeah, July I'm gonna go to a concert that we had tickets for last year. Um, it's gonna be half capacity, I think, and separated of like six feet, and we'll have like a little section to be, you know, like in in the stands. So uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna see the uh, the owner of NWA. Billy yeah, Corgan? Smashing Pumpkins and Guns nice. N' Roses. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins and Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses is a bucket list. Yeah, it's going to be fucking wife. awesome. We have to go see I them. can't wait. So, so hopefully nobody gets sicker around then and uh, keep everybody at bay. Social distance, everybody. And we'll. we'll, we'll... Tell your baby to wear a yeah, mask. Yeah. Right? Right? Tell, your, tell your baby to wear a mask so she don't get you sick so that you and your significant other can make yeah, it. Yeah, and that everybody concert. else. Otherwise, let's, let's put all the heat on your baby. Let's reopen America, please. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's reopen America safely. Yes. Okay, yes. let's let, let's not be like Florida. Where yeah, I know like, that's what I'm but saying. But then again, Florida's a, Florida's always been a different. World, no, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's where that's like the capital for all the murders. Oh, yeah. You know, if you watch Dateline, and, and you know, you know? I, I can say this: I'm a Florida man. I was born in Florida, so I, I have the I have the really? right I, didn't know I have that. the right to shit on Florida. So what, what Orlando, part of Florida Orlando. were you born in? Oh, yeah. okay, so. You, 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 you were consumed at the magic. Yes, kingdom? indeed. I mean, Florida's Florida's okay. the shape of a dick. There's a bunch of dicks there. Um, it's just a dickhead state. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you, my friend, are not no, a dickhead. No. And neither no. am I. And neither are all of you that listen to this podcast here, catching up on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Yes, Network. thank you guys for listening. Uh, like I said before, write in 
retromaniapodcast.gmail.com. If you have any requests, you can hit us up in the DMs on Facebook. If you have any requests, Dave and I like to do some watch-alongs, uh, some other things like that. Catch up with us in the archives. We have hundreds of episodes. That's 300-plus episodes. That's 300-plus hours of content for your ears. That's evergreen. Retromaniapodcast at gmail.com retromania with a w on any podcasting platform rate share review like subscribe dave where can we find you and we'll sign off do i have to do that really yeah. no, i'm just kidding uh yeah retromania you can find us on oh you already did that one it's kicking out a two plug yes. right yeah plug it jeez i'm sorry i got a lot in my mind i gotta take a shit soon so uh but yeah kicking out it too. facebook.com forward slash kicking out it too. you can hit the like button you can find all the archive shows on on the facebook page as well as our twitter handle at kicking out to find us on retromania by searching retromania with a w and on all podcast platforms available it's nostalgic wrestling at its finest on kicking out it too all right